0: Monday, November 2nd, 2020. How's it going, guys? Thank you for joining me again for another episode of the Avidity Fitness Podcast. As always, I like to try to remind everybody that they have a purpose in this life. And if for whatever reason you're feeling down, um, the pandemic affected you really bad, uh, you feel lost in your journey to getting healthier and more fit, please don't give up. You can message me on any of my social media platforms, or email me at fitnessforeveryperson@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I would love to talk to you and get you in better spirits. And um, also, if you haven't checked out the hoodies that I have for sale, please go check them out on my Instagram or my Facebook. Um, don't go cold this winter and support the brand. It's a win-win no matter what. You can't lose. So, get with me with that i got pins and stickers for sale still and uh yeah let's keep it rolling keep attacking and never give up let's go the avidity fitness podcast what's up everybody thank you for joining me today on episode 24 we're gonna cover dietary fats today. This is part two of a four-part series covering macronutrients. Last week we covered protein and um, I, you know, I found a, a scholarly article and I did my best to decipher it and go through and answer some of the the most often asked questions about protein. So if you haven't yet checked out that episode, go ahead and Go give it a listen, and let's jump into the article that I found today for Dietary Fats. This was, I found it on um, this website, the, the National Library of Medicine, Institutes of Health. I use this website quite often when I'm looking for scholarly articles, and this particular article was from the Journal of Sports Science and Medicine written by Mr. Lonnie Lowry, and he's a doctor. He's got a Ph.D., and he's the president of Nutrition, Exercise, and Wellness Associates. Uh, his research interests are sports nutrition, dietary fats, and physical recovery. And I'm really interested in trying to get this guy um, on the podcast one day. I'm gonna try. I'd like to pick his brain a little bit because I read a few of his articles, and you know he seems to be on the modern edge of research for all things sports, nutrition, and and fitness right now. So, so let's just jump into it. Um, dietary fats. Let's go. So, nutrition education. Initiatives over recent years um, They've sent contrasting messages On dietary fat to the public Variations in chemical structure Among the dietary fats And their component fatty acids Induce very different biological effects Manipulating fat as a percentage Of total kilocalories Affects athletes totally Athletes have special needs For which dietary fat may Prove beneficial And see he says specifically Athletes right there but uh, I don't think it's necessarily Athletes have special needs I think that just humans As as a whole um, Need Different fats than what has been Pushed onto the public But Let's just get in what he's talking about here The, The general's public view of macronutrients has undergone sweeping changes in recent years. Dietary fats are a key example. Since the anti-fat health education initiatives of the 1980s and early 90s, certain dietary fats have been increasingly recognized as actually beneficial to health. Athletes like the mainstream populace are now getting the message that wise dietary fat choices offer essential fatty acids, blood lipid management, maintained endocrine and immune function, inflammation control, metabolic effects, and even potential body composition and performance benefits. Toward this end, many companies now sell specialty dietary fat supplements and recognized health authorities have begun recommending them to certain populations. This review will cover data regarding the physiologic physiology, dietary needs, food sources, and potential benefits and risks most relevant to athletes. Practical suggestions for incorporating health fats, healthy fats will be made. Both food source and supplemental intakes will be addressed with interrelationships to health throughout. And like, again, he's specifying athletes and, uh, I'm not, I'm not only making this podcast for athletes, I'm making it for everybody trying to get healthier. So uh, take that with a grain of salt, because I think if a lot of us were to eat and train more like athletes than not, then we're going to be healthier either way. So uh, he goes on to say dietary fat has both... Suffered and enjoyed large swings in public and scientific consensus over recent decades The fat reduction public education initiatives of the 80s and 90s Although credited with lower cardiovascular mortality Have also been linked to overconsumption of dietary carbohydrate and the obesity epidemic facing Western culture And it's it's interesting that he mentions that um You know, the the fat reduction education initiatives of the 80s and 90s led to uh, overconsumption of carbohydrates, and that kind of increased obesity and is partially to blame for the epidemic that we see here in America and Western culture. And I say it's interesting because I just read through an article recently about how scientists and researchers were paid to lie about fats, um, I think it was the '80s that that article was talking about, and you know I'll do a podcast over that because it's a big ordeal how um, these these companies were paying science, scientists essentially to lie about their research and say that fats in general. Were the cause of a bunch of the health issues that we we're facing and diabetes and, and, and obesity and stuff And it was actually like sugar companies um, That were paying these scientists to come up with all of this data to vilify fat And then that's when we went in society went into this big demonizing fat phase Even healthy fats though like avocados and olive oil stuff like that was demonized because of disingenuous research data that was funded by the sugar comp or sugar companies, which sugar is a, a simple carb, so it, that's why I say it's interesting because he's mentioning that, uh, you know when society was vilifying fat that the we started over consuming carbohydrates and that led to a obesity epidemic. So anyway. The escalating incidence of central obesity and glucose intolerance has helped bring a more moderate approach to dietary guidelines for Americans regarding fat's percentage of total kilocalories. Additionally, an increased recognition of the types of dietary fat has broadened scientific understanding beyond simply saturated and unsaturated fatty acids. Further, researchers have referred to the potency of various dietary lipids as pharmaceutical in nature for example monounsaturated fatty acids as common to the Mediterranean diet may reduce cardiovascular risks beyond any effects on plasma lipids such as via blood pressure normalized glucose tolerance highly unsaturated omega-3 fatty acids found in cold water fish reduce inflammation uh, mediate psychiatric function Alter neuroendocrine activity And decrease cardiac mortality A less common fatty acid found in di- dairy and beef CLA, which is conjugated linoleic acid I don't know if that's how you say it I've just always known them as CLAs Has It's um, good quality CLAs it is found in grass-fed beef rather than grain-fed beef so just a good little side note to plug in but clas that have the ability to dramatically alter body composition in animal models this type of understanding is leading to changes in both dietary recommendations and a wide variety of dietary lipid supplements now we'll skip this part he's just talking about all about athletes have special interest And needs regarding dietary fat Oh, Let's go to general Biochemistry and physiology um, Biochemistry The preponderance of lipid In the human diet is in the form Of Healthy fats These fats are composed Of Glycerol the backbone of Three carbons with Three fatty acids attached It is primarily these fatty acids which range widely in length up to approximately 22 carbons that are broken down for energy the sheer number of carbons and fatty acids compared to carbohydrate for example is the reason for the fact that dietary fats contain more than twice the energy of carbohydrates in the body that is they contain comparatively long aliphatic chains as opposed to hexagonal or pentagonal looking ring structured carbons proteins are not a primarily source of energy but do provide roughly the same amount of energy as carbohydrates in the body in order to be fully oxidized fatty acids require a specific biochemical pathway called beta oxidation in the mitochondria of cells fatty acid oxidation will be addressed in part four of this review exercise metabolism so we'll just go ahead and go down there and read through that real quick exercise metabolism and this is a very in depth article so if you if you got any questions on dietary fats and fitness and health this is a great article to go and just read through and just you know really just read through it and make some notes and uh, get a better understanding of the science behind this stuff Let me go ahead and just scroll all the way down Exercise metabolism the large almost limitless fat stores of the body in relation to available carbohydrate stores make it an attractive focus for extending endurance exercise That is increasing hydro hydrolysis of stored fat or healthy fats and subsequent oxidation of free fatty acids should spare limited glycogen stores, which have an impact on fatigue in moderately high intensity settings. Hence various attempts to manipulate the diet and subsequently the body's substrate oxidation, um, exercise effects, fat metabolism greatly not simply increasing it at a constant rate but rather cooling it in reciprocal proportion to carbohydrate both the intensity and the duration of a bout of exercise have an impact okay now i want to find okay so here's for for athletic recovery The human body becomes better at metabolizing, transporting, and oxidizing fat as an endurance training adaptation. Similarly, increased ingestion of fat as a proportion of total kilocalorie enhances the body's ability to use it as fuel, in part due to fatty acid availability. In an effort to maximize both effects and spare glycogen, thus enhancing energy delivery to working muscles, Attempts have been made to increase dietary fat during various periods prior to exercise. The results from these potential manipulations are equivocal to date. However, in some studies, an increase in dietary fat resulted in elevated VO2 max and increased time to exhaustion, but in others, the result was either no effect. Regarding fatty acid types and athletic recovery, there are mixed reports in the scientific literature. Although at least one study reported no effects on delayed onset muscle soreness, hanging arm angle, blah, blah, blah. Others have shown a fish oil-containing supplement to decrease eccentric exercise-induced... Okay, so all this is saying is that there's mixed reports on whether or not um, healthy fats and stuff actually help you recover faster Um, it's also notable that the natural adaptations to exercise itself without purposeful omega-3 ingestion or supplementation increases oleic acid DHA and total omega-3 fatty acids human muscle tissue of humans okay and it goes on to supplements, talking about how pollution affects fish oil pills and stuff like that. Uh, con- uh, heavy metal contamination is real with regards to fish consumption, particularly larger predatory fish like swordfish. Um, yeah, that's that. You know, that's what I mean by it's so in depth. Like little things like that. If if you don't know that. That's something great to read and, and put it in your brain and just have a small understanding about it. You know, when we're eating fish from the ocean, if they're in highly polluted areas or they're eating polluted fish, then those metals and that mercury is getting inside the flesh of that fish, and then we eat it, and then it's getting inside of us. And that's stuff that they don't, you know, the government doesn't teach us. On the news or anything so you know it's easy to not know that type of stuff unless of course you make a podcast and you're reading these articles all the time uh, and that's what I'm doing that's why I am extending the knowledge on to you guys <coughs> oh it goes on to to black current oil I don't even know what that is uh, black currant oils may have the capacity to re- reduce arthritic inflammation and improve aspects of diabetes really really so black currant oil i'm going to write that down right now cuz i have never heard of that and i don't know anything about it so i would like to know cuz it says it Reduces arthritic inflammation and improves aspects of diabetes. That's, that's big stuff right there. Uh, dietary supplement supplementation acts similarly to EPA in that it proportionately enhances the less inflammatory series 1 and series 3 prostaglandins. In effect, displacing the pro-inflammatory effects of the 2 series. As with other types of fat Toxicity appears low Then it goes on To talk about Olive oils and canola Oils and um, He doesn't talk about the difference In the two with the quality Which is something that I would Like to look into And maybe I'll make an episode on that um, Olive oil versus Canola oil But he does say that they both Um, contain omega-3 oleic acids and uh, they have benefits on blood pressure and serum lipids and glucose metabolism and stuff like that and they have um, some sort of antioxidant status so it's obviously He's saying that they're both good and if you have plenty of olive oil or or canola oil in your diet then you don't really need to supplement for them, but it's in my understanding that canola oil is, no matter what, just bad for you, because it's usually derived from highly processed corn, and as many of you know, and I hope you all know, that any type of cheap processed corn product is something that you want to run away from or just throw it in the trash don't even bother don't even disrespect your body with that type of stuff so yeah I'm gonna do one on canola oil versus olive oil so we can all get an understanding of what really the difference is and the qualities so let's just go ahead and conclude this article And uh, it says uh, Despite wide differences in opinion Among researchers and the general public Over recent years Dietary fats remain a potent regular Regulator Of physiological function Let me pause real quick So despite what Any fad diet That you see on Instagram or social media Despite what your co-workers Are trying to tell you Um Fats are very important for moving your body, and that's what we're meant to do as human beings. We're meant to move our bodies, so you need fat, you need dietary fats. It's important. It is the fat is not the devil, it's it, fats are not demons, they're not gonna keep you overweight if you're trying to lose weight. Avocado, olive oil, um, good grass fed beef fat these things are not going to negatively affect you in most cases um, it's the sugars it's the carbs it's the gluten it's the sensitivities that you're not kicking those sort of things are what's gonna hold you back not cutting out dietary fats that's not the answer so let's move on this calls for caution in supplementing more than a few grams of any uncommon fat per day food sources remain the preferred method of intake in most situations. Let me pause again real quick. Too often in society nowadays, we just want a quick fix. We want a protein shake that will get us huge or a diet tea that will get us slim. Um and it's my it's it's of my belief and it is A method here at Avidity Fitness that we stay away from supplements. That's not to say that you can't take them or you shouldn't take them or that they don't have a place in health and fitness. But if your primary food sources that you're eating, if that isn't sorted out and understood, like what you should and should not be eating then before you start supplementing with or for anything you need to get those whole food sources locked down so let's move on the various fatty acids provide perhaps the most important aspect of dietary fat manipulations although increasing the percentage of fat in the diet also has an impact on exercise and resting metabolism acute ergogenesis does not appear to be promising area of research, but rather long-term investigations into supportive, into effects supportive to athletic functioning, such as body composition and recovery. So, don't demonize fat. That is the takeaway from this episode of macronutrients, is if you're... If you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to get healthier, you're trying to get more active, you're trying to perform better, you need healthy fats. You need them. It's absolutely paramount that you do not supplement before you're eating real food sources, and it is also paramount that you're not trying to Skip out and cut all the fats out of your diet because that will be detrimental in some way Fashion or form now this article. He doesn't go into the negative effects um, Because that's not what his article was about. He wasn't trying to prove that we need to be taking and Eating and ingesting good healthy fats. He was just breaking everything down um. On the science for like um the physiological functions and stuff that they do right why we need them so do not skip out on the fats. that they're not the devil like I said a little bit ago um, if for whatever reason you feel as if whatever fats that you have been eating are holding you back or keeping weight on you I highly suggest you look at the source where the those fats are coming from if you're eating um, bad quality grain grain fed beef fat or if you're um, eating you know chicken fried and canola oil and stuff like that you know those those are the types of fats that are going to slow you down and that weight on you and keep you unhealthy so look at the source of fats that you're eating and keep moving keep your body moving that's that's my suggestion so thank you for joining me on today's journey episode 24 dietary fats four part series of macronutrients we're gonna next week it's gonna be all about carbohydrates and the week after that I'm gonna wrap it up with macronutrients as a whole and my philosophy on whether it's a good idea to count your macros or to not count your macros so just hold on and I'm gonna bring you to the light or at least I'm gonna try to see I'm trying to head to the light that's the big thing here let me talk on a real serious subject real quick. Um I know I mentioned it in the pre-roll but uh, there's a lot of people that are really seriously affected by uh the situation in society right now with the pandemic and the shutdowns. And there's people that lost their entire livelihood, lost their business and um you know it it wasn't even their fault. It wasn't a mistake that they made. It wasn't uh bad business decision that they decided to go with, you know, it's 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 a virus that we didn't see coming, and then beyond that, it's, um, you know, the control and power that comes down from above our head, and I'm not here to get political or anything like that, but I just want to say that If you were affected in any way by the pandemic uh, my heart goes out to you I know that there's still a lot of pain and there's gonna still be a lot of pain moving forward Um, and I think about you guys uh, almost daily and uh, if I can be of service in any way just message me. I would love to try uh, You know, maybe I could give you some free meal planning advice to make You know, your your nutritional needs easier and cheaper Maybe I can help you figure out how to manage that That sort of thing in your life right now So, you know, you're not so stressed about it Maybe I can write you up a workout that you can do Every day, every other day that will help you reduce some of your stress and take your mind off of things. Um, I'm not a rich man, or I would, you know, be opening up donation avenues to everybody or or people around me, but uh, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and I would just love to, to do anything that I can do for you, so. If that's you or if that's somebody that you know please tell them to message me uh, and stay strong um, that that's what we do as humans is we we hold on tight to the things that we know and to the people that believe in us and I truly believe that you can get it get through this difficult trying time and You'll be out on the other side, and uh, the generations that are coming up underneath you need you and your wisdom and your, your willpower, so just keep fighting. I love you.